Yo, yes, yes, yes. That song is a straight banger right there. I love my brother's music, man. If you guys like that song in the intro, you're probably going to hear a lot more of it. That's my brother, man. He's making music. He's down in New York. He's really making a splash. I, I feel like that he might be the next big thing. So if you want to hear it here first exclusively on my podcast, you will, you will hear all of his songs before anybody else because, you know, he's my brother. So I get all the sneak peeks. It's one, one benefit of uh, being blood related to somebody who's trying to become an artist, I guess you could say. But we're into episode three of the Tape Mouth Podcast. I'm really glad y'all tuned in and listened to the third episode. If, you're, if you've listened to the other two, Thank you. Like I appreciate all my fans. I don't care how big or how small my fan base is. Every listen means a lot to me. Uh, I kind of want to get into something that's kind of bothering me. And before I even get into that subject, I want to explain that this is just my opinion on the matter. So everyone's you know, experience is different depending on who you are or whatever the case may be. But I kind of feel like at least in my culture and in my community, that there is a lot of misplaced value. You know, there are a lot of women who overvalue themselves and there there are a lot of men who undervalue themselves. And I think that's crazy simply because it's like, it all starts from, from social media. Like everyone, every woman that I know, I can at least say that every woman that I know generally chases hypergamy. Like they want a woman. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) that's funny they want a woman or a man either way they want a woman or a man who is of higher social status or educational status than them and that's what hypergamy is it's dating someone that you feel is of a higher class than you and a lot of people may not even be willing to admit that somebody else is a is higher class than them or higher social but that's pretty much what it is like when you're dating someone you're dating them or women when women date men they generally date men that are making more money than them or are smarter than them or looks better than them. It's like you have to be something that they feel like that is the best they can do. Like they have to feel like they won with you. If a woman feels like she's settled with a man, like I don't really feel like that relationship has like good legs to stand on. Like that relationship is eventually going to fail because everybody wants to do better. Like everybody wants to upgrade and be on to the next big thing. But what's happening nowadays and I think it does come from Facebook. Like you got women who are walking around and I really don't like to rate women because beauty is really in the eye of the beholder and it's all perspective based. But you got some women that that walk around and they could be a four, but they will walk around with the confidence of a seven or an eight. And that comes from like getting so much validation from other men on Facebook who don't really, I don't really understand where it comes from. I mean, I've been guilty of it, too. Just like, you know, we all seek that reward that we get from overvalidating a woman. Like, we all want that thing between their legs. That's really what it all boils down to. Like, women often, you know, misconstrue and think that men only want sex. Or they think a lot of men are just pieces of, you know, pieces of... I don't want to say the word. I don't want to cuss. I'm trying to stop cussing on my podcast. But, you know, they think that they, they think they were pieces of crap because we, we only want sex or they say men only want one thing. But it's like 
at the same time, how do how do you expect men to want you for anything else other than what you advertise to us? You know, when you go on Facebook and you go to a woman's profile, not not any woman's, but just uh, just most, I'm not even most, a, a good part of the population. Like when you advertise nothing but your body and your beauty, like how else can we look at you for anything other else than lust? Like we don't know nothing about you, your personality. Like that's not the side we see. We're going to be attracted to the side that you show us and the side that we see. And then another thing that I feel like uh, has been happening is like when you have some women who grow up as without a stable man in the household, like a a good father figure, like I don't really feel like that feminism is something that gets passed down from a mother to a daughter. Like when a woman raises a kid by themselves, it's always teaching that kid to be strong to be prideful, to, to learn how to be alone, like make your own money, you be independent, you don't need no man. And there's nothing wrong with thinking like that. But I feel like if you really want to find a man that's worth keeping, like you have to learn how to submit and really give in to that feminine side that every woman has. Like, so, and, but it's not just women though, because there are a lot of men out there that I feel like don't do their part as a man. Like when you have certain guys that, insinuate that they should go 50 50 on bills or they shouldn't pay a woman's bills or shouldn't you know spoil their woman and like that's to me that's nonsense like you're a man you're supposed to provide you're supposed to protect a woman loves to feel secure like nobody everyone loves to feel secure and comfort and comfortable like if you can't offer a woman you know security and comfort I, i don't understand how you can expect her to to want you for anything else like you're offering the same thing that every man has to offer. If you want to be a man that's sought after by many women, you have to have a trait about you that's, that's scarce in the community. Like whether it be financial success or just really having a purpose, like getting up and having the self-discipline to chase whatever dream it is that you have every day. Like it's something that you have to do every day. We get too sidetracked with with trying to find that little piece of happiness in our lives. Like we attach to things like drugs, alcohol. In social media, anything to shoot that piece of dopamine to our brain to keep us happy for another day. But it's nothing but a momentary high. We keep getting these momentary highs and then our brain kind of tells us like we need that every day. And it becomes the part like it's our nature. We can't we can't we can stop it. We can definitely do something to stop it. But we don't. We get so comfortable with, you know, getting these little momentary highs from from the validation we get from Facebook or from whether it be from, I've, I've heard a lot and it's going to sound a little vulgar and bad, but I've, you, you hear a lot about young adult males getting uh, addicted to pornography at, you know, in their twenties, mid teens, like all that. And that's crazy too. Just hearing that it's like, how can you be addicted to, to videos, watching videos, naked videos? And it's not about watching the videos. It's just about getting that release that, that, that you get when you finish that shot of dopamine. Like you hear, you feel like you're on top of the world when you finish. And it's like, if you don't have no purpose in your life, like you're, you're gonna, you don't have any choice, but to make that your purpose. Cause like that, you, you're basically becoming responsible for your own source of happiness. And that's good in a way, but not when it's in a toxic way. So you kind of want to try to balance that. But the thing the thing that that gets me the most is as far as like women overvaluing themselves where or from what I see at least is like 
I feel like a lot of people don't take their like morals and their values into place whenever they're choosing a, a spouse. And I feel like that's like the most important thing. Like even if he does make a million dollars a year and you find a man that's financially successful, you still have to kind of, you know, put him down on the table, take him apart and and really see what type of person he is, because he still could be like a narcissist. He still could be a piece of shit person. But another thing that, that I feel like a lot of men don't look at is like we kind of attach too quickly to women that that give us any type of reciprocation of love. Like once we feel like that, you know, I, you I'm going to give you an example. Like the first relationship I was in, it's like, of course, when you're in that very first relationship coming out the gate, you become so attached to that person. You, you just think that like, oh, my God, this is my one true love. This is this is what I'm going to this is what I'm going to die with. And you think with that mentality, but when you actually break it down, there is no such thing as a one true love. Like you can be compatible with a lot of people. There are so many people in the world that's like you can't walk around here thinking that there's one soulmate for you. Like that person has shared their soul with a couple of people. So you got to get that that mindset out your head like immediately because that's just toxic. Another thing that 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 became a problem in my community at least is like I don't want to say this because it sounds a lot worse when you say it out loud, but when you actually look at it realistically, like as a woman, the more kids you have, to me, the more that lowers your value, and not lowers your value like you know you're less of a person than anybody else. Like I love kids, don't get me wrong, but it's like when you're dealing with a man. And I do mean like a real man, like a man who wants to provide and protect for his family, a man who wants his wife to be a traditional stay at home wife. He he has to look at it as if like, OK, I'm going to be supporting you and however other many kids you have. And and there's nothing wrong with that. But sometimes like. You have to kind of look at it from his point of view, like what does he have to gain from that? Like you have to bring something to for him to to the table for him to really consider you know, is this challenge worth taking on? And I feel like people just think that not even people like well, young females think that kids like aren't a problem. They take more pride in having a kid with like they'll have a kid with a guy before they'll marry him. It's like I've met women that will be with guys for for months, years. And then when you ask them, like, it, are you guys going to get married one day? And it's like, no, I I'm not going to marry him. But it's like you already have two kids with him. Like, why? Like, why would you have two kids with them if, that, if the intent wasn't on marrying? And why date if the intent is not on marrying? Like, you know, if your end game is not to get married, and even if marriage isn't your thing, I understand that. But why even date if you're not expecting it to last for, you know, for forever? Like, if you're if you're going into any relationship with the mindset, like, you know, oh, it's just something to do, something to get my mind off, something like it. To me, it does lower your value because you're not really gaining anything from those type of relationships, especially when you walk out of relationships like those with kids. It's like you you pretty much went into a relationship for for no like you know smart considered reason, and then you walk out with a lifetime responsibility of a kid, and then you want you know men to somehow wants you for something other than sex or to somehow you feel like you can set your standards, you know, way too high. As far as like I've met women with three kids, four kids, and I've even 
went on some dates with women with multiple kids that that have unrealistic standards, you know, for just just for like what their like their living situation. It's like what makes you think that you deserve a guy who's making seventy, eighty K with no kids and you have three. Like I mean and it sounds it sounds bad, I know and this may not even be the thinking of every man that makes that much, but if I'm a man making eighty eighty K a year and I meet a woman, no matter how beautiful and feminine and submissive she may be, and that is generally what I would look for in a woman. She has to be pretty, she has to be submissive and really just respectful. Like as long as the, the desire is genuine, as like as long as she wants me as much as I want want her, then I'm cool with that. You know, I don't really care about a woman's income because I, I I got really, really high goals for myself. So I don't really think that income in a woman is ever going to affect me one way or the other because I've always felt like I've always been financially stable ever since I was 18. So that's not a factor to me. But to some other people, it's like they see you with these kids and that that, that kind of like takes away from the fact that they work so hard to get to 80K a year. And then not only are they going to be sharing it with you, they're sharing it with two other three other kids that that aren't theirs and as a man like i don't know like maybe there could be something wrong with me and how i think but like i wouldn't be comfortable with that you know long term because in the end i I would always feel like i got the short end of the stick and it's like she would really have to i don't know like it's, it's 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 hard for me to just take that in and then really you know elaborate on it because i've never been in that situation i'm not and i'm not saying i wouldn't date a woman with that many kids but like it's just like thinking now with a clear head like i don't know if i'd be comfortable with it and but that's just my preference like i've met a lot of people who who don't mind like i've met a guy i know a guy at my job he has six or seven step kids and and no kids of his own and like that's okay that's what he wants to do but like i want my own family and it's like so it's like if I want three kids for myself and you're already coming into the relationship with two, like you limit me to only having one kid of my own with you because now I don't want to support five or six kids. Like to me, that's that's a little overwhelming, but it's it's something you should take into into consideration whenever you're dating as a woman or as a man. Like if you have stuff that you know is like baggage, you should lower your standards. Like you don't want to be out here single and alone and you can miss out on a thousand potential, you know, mates all because you set your standards way too high. And I get, I get it. Like there's nothing wrong with being confident and having a sense of self-worth and feeling like, you know, you deserve to have a six figure guy or, or a 80 K a year guy or whatever, whatever it is that you may desire. There's nothing wrong with that. But as humans, like all around men and women, like you at the least, would have to make sure that you're not becoming too much of a challenge for them to take on. Like you don't want to be baggage to anybody, but you do, you do have to have some sort of dominance in a relationship. Like somebody has to be the dominant person in a relationship. I feel like for it to really keep it, keep it stable and structured. Like no matter at any point, at any time during any relationship, there's always going to be somebody who's more dominant. And it's always subconscious. Like you would never openly admit like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm the dominant person in my relationship or or my wife is a dominant person in this relationship. Like, you know, you're not going to admit that because 
it sounds bad and like everyone's so concerned with being you know the good guy and being right they don't want to say anything that's going to hurt somebody's feelings but realistically like that that's what you see portrayed in tv and even in history like you got the stay-at-home traditional housewife of a mom the dad who goes out he cooks he hunts he brings home the, for food for the family to eat it's like he's a provider and that's what it that's pretty much what it is like when when you're an actual alpha male like and you're you have a purpose and you're like you know constantly trying to better your life and constantly trying to better yourself like you're nine times out of ten you're going to go into a relationship and you're going to be that be that dominant person like you're going to have options and that's really what being dominant in a relationship is about it's like who needs the other person less so like i know if i'm in a relationship with a woman and let's say she's a seven and i'm a nine and i have like a lot of money like obviously i'm gonna have an unlimited amount of choices of women that i can be with and even though she's still beautiful in her own way she still has a limited number of choices because beauty is like i said it's subjective so it's like i don't need her as much as she needs me because i have more options than she does and when when you put a woman on the back pedal like that like as far as like having she has to constantly like earn your approval and earn your attention it keeps that genuine desire and that love there like you don't have to ever worry about compromising in a relationship like because she's gonna she's gonna do whatever she can to to be the woman that you want her to be you know and it's vice versa too when you establish the dominance in the relationship as far as on the woman's side like a man knows you know how much control he has over a woman or if he has any at all so if you're a woman that's kind of like they have a term it's called masculine women and that's something that i want to dive into on another podcast because that's to me crazy in itself but they have this term it's called masculine women and they they're kind of essentially the the male of the relationship and that happens a lot too also and when you really think about it, that happens a lot in the community too like you see a lot of women that take care of men who have no jobs and no drive to do any better and i really feel like those relationships last as long as they do because there's a there's a clear order of control in the relationship like obviously the woman's working she's the breadwinner she's she's probably going to look better like i don't know what would make her want to be with a man that doesn't have that drive and those goals but it's it's control like she has a control of the relationship so she she knows like at the end of the day like i can do better but this is what i'm comfortable with and it's, that's really what it's about like if people are comfortable in a relationship and they're familiar they won't ever think about you know doing better or really evaluating their relationship from an outside standpoint like some people don't realize how toxic their relationships are like i've seen relationships that are like like, I don't know. It's just crazy. The naive world that some people choose to reside in. Like Some relationships aren't stable and they aren't healthy, but people will stay in them for 10, 20 years. Like I've seen I've seen women stay in relationships where they're getting beat and cheated on and, and emotionally abused every day. And it's like I, I can never understand like what would make you want to stay in a relationship like that unless it's with someone that you feel like is of higher value than you, but half the time it's not. So really, I think that kind of boils down to people just being too familiar and too comfortable with one person that they don't want to experience that change of having to be around somebody new and having to, you know, 
It's like essentially, it's like becoming the new kid at school all over again. You got to get to know, get to know everybody. It's like nobody knows you, nobody understands you. It's like you don't want to keep going through that change of starting over. Nobody likes starting over, but I feel like that's a change that we need to start embracing because we're having so many damaged relationships out here because of people thinking that they that their relationship is like perfect, but they're not really ever self-evaluating like we need to start evaluating ourselves and our relationships and like every aspect of our lives because if we keep living in this naive world and where we kind of paint our own story and and tell ourselves what is really going on when everyone can clearly see a different story being played out in front of them it's like we're we're eventually going to lose touch with reality completely and it's gonna it's it's crazy but another thing that's like that feeds into this problem as far as like women who undervalue themselves or overvalue themselves is like I feel like a lot of that comes from people spending too much time on social media. And I just wanted to double back to that. I know I said I was gonna put it in a different episode, but I just it's just, it's real it's real critical for you people to understand like how social media is like brainwashing us to to do things, to say things, to think things, like it's it's really controlling the narrative of society. Like just the get the ads they put in social media, like all the misinformation that gets spread through there. And I'm not saying it's bad because social media definitely has its good things about it. Like you can connect with people like from halfway across the world. It's a good way to stay in touch with friends and family. It's it's easier to communicate with a lot of people, but excessive use of it can kind of like really fuck up your brain and I, and I feel like uh there, there there's been some studies that show like getting a like on your photos on facebook like getting a lot of likes or getting a lot of comments whatever it may be it releases dopamine into your brain and i remember i remember if i remember correctly the video i watched said it just over 400 percent spike in your dopamine levels and that's slightly less than cocaine so you're pretty much like getting a drug of of social media and then not only that like we take that we spend all day on it we get addicted to that dopamine feeling of getting likes and and comments and attention and validation from strangers on this website or this app and then like that's what we chase it's just like as i was saying earlier with the pornography thing like people start chasing that momentary happiness like that's all they want is just to get that little shot of dopamine and it's like once, once your brain becomes so used to it, you start experiencing something called the phantom vibration syndrome. And I feel like this is crazy. Like when you really, when I first heard, it, heard of this, it's like it was almost speaking to me directly. But the phantom vibration syndrome is pretty much that feeling you feel like you ever been walking or at the gym or doing anything like minding your business and you, you could have swore you felt your phone vibrate in your pocket. That's actually called the phantom vibration syndrome. And it's crazy. I never even knew what the term was for that. And I always thought that my phone was just messing up and just vibrating in my pocket. But how it was explained to me, or at least how I interpreted it, was your brain gets so used to getting that little shot of dopamine every, you know, hour, two hours. So it's like once your brain starts, it's like a, it's like a, what do they call that? Um, it's like you start relapsing in, in a sense. Like you go so long without that feeling and like your brain, just it needs that dopamine. And it's like, now you can't find happiness in the simple stuff in your life because you've depended on this social media app to give it to you for so long that 
you don't know how to be happy with just your day to day life. Like and then you start to place your value on yourself based on whatever, however many likes you have or however many friends or followers you have. And it's like you can't really like, measure your self-value and your self-worth through an app or through validation of other people because it's self-worth. It's it's self like it comes from you from inside of you. And people just they get so caught up in it and I don't even think they realize like how much time they spend on like I know a chick I'm not even gonna say any names, but I, I know this chick very, very well. She's like a sister to me. She has four Facebooks. And I guess you guys probably know about the whole thing where Facebook started banning people for profanity and bullying and all that stuff. So it's, it's not it doesn't take much to get banned from Facebook, but she's the type she gets banned from one Facebook and runs straight to the next one. And then gets banned from that one and goes straight to the next one. And she keeps that cycle going. It's like as if she cannot go without it. And it's like from from the inside looking out, like as a person, you you don't you don't think you have an addiction. You don't think you have a problem. But as a person who's thinking logically, it's like, yeah, you really have a problem if you cannot go without Facebook. It's not and like people rely on Facebook as a source of information. And I feel like that's the most dangerous part. Cause they're just like you should never trust something that anyone like I can post any type of fake article online and post it on Facebook and you shouldn't take that and read it and take it as true. That's how people get misinformed and and it's kinda how they how they brainwash us to to doing or saying certain stuff. So but even then, like I said, that's that's for another podcast. I'm getting way off subject here. We we're still talking about, you know, men and women need to need to really evaluate themselves and find out what their true value is. Once you find out what your true value is, you're able to more adequately adequately choose who is a perfect fit for you. Like you shouldn't as a man, like if you make 75,000 a year, you shouldn't as a man be trying to shoot your shot at a woman that looks like, you know, uh, you know, Holly Berry, Angelina Jolie, like Scarlett Johansson, Megan Good. Oh my goodness. Uh, like you shouldn't be shooting your shot at women like that because you're not of you're not of their value. And normally men don't do that because men we deal with rejection a lot more. So a lot of our moves that we make on women is a lot more calculated. But see, what you do have is like you have women like Lizzo shooting her shot at a guy who was it? Chris Hemsworth, the guy who plays Captain America. It's like, and I understand it. Like it's body body positivity, and that's that's perfectly fine. There's nothing wrong with being confident, but there's a real thin line between being confident and being naive. Like you can be confident and know, like, okay, I know I'm not the best looking guy in the world, but I know I look good. Like that's confident. But being naive is kind of like, yeah, like I'm I'm definitely a nine. I'm definitely a ten. When when you know you're not, like you have to really evaluate yourself and find out your your true value, and 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 aim for something within that area. And as a man, it's like that's something that we control more of our value than women do, just because not all women, but it is something that I will say most women do look at a man's money as like a positive trait. Like that's something that they will factor into his value, his attractiveness. Men typically don't do that because most men do not care about a woman's income. Because like I said, most men want to be providers. Most men want to be protectors for women. So once you have that that dynamic out there, it's like you you as a man should realize like 
a woman can't really control her value. So you if if you were to shoot for someone like Megan Good or Scarlett Johansson, like that's something that even though it may seem impossible, it's it's doable. Like you just have to increase your income and increase the way you look, your body and go to the gym, getting on a purpose and and going after it every day. People think that like whenever you become an alpha male or take the red pill, whatever you want to worry that, that it's all about being anti-women and kind of going against everything women stand for. But it's like, no, being an alpha male is like, it's literally just staying on your purpose and not, and not conforming for anybody. It's like taking control of your own life. That's what women find attractive. A man who knows how to lead, who takes control of situations, who's wakes up every day and gets after it. He provides, he protects, he's been, you know, it's, it's more to it than just looks like everyone kind of goes off of looks and, and personality. That shit means nothing. Like you have to have that structure in a household for it to really sustain. And that's just my opinion on the matter. But I've just to, just to kind of give you a idea of what social media can kind of do to people. Like, it's, it's when you got guys who don't really value themselves and you have like guys typically who are fours, like I said, they will, they will get on the pages of these women who are fives and sixes, you know, and they're normally trying to build their own self-esteem. So they're posting, you know, half naked pictures or whatever the case may be just for that little shot of dopamine that they, that they get from those men who are fours and fives just to like liking their photos and loving their photos and, and really telling them like, oh my God, you're so beautiful. Not knowing that the, the one thing they have in mind when they're telling you stuff like this is is that sweet nectar between your legs that, that we get rewarded with once we, you know, if, if if we win the game and play the play the cards right, we get rewarded with the sweet nectar between your legs. And it all starts from men think the way to do that is to just keep overvaluing a woman and telling her how beautiful she is and constantly and constantly like just pounding that into her face like oh my god you're so beautiful but it's like that's not the way to do it like if you really really genuinely want a woman to be attracted to you you have to you have to sell her on something more than just you know your looks or you know like you if you're not a man who has a purpose or a man who has good character or good education or just you're just a man just you know walking earth with nothing nothing to offer how can you expect this per- this woman who's in the same league as you to want you? Like women are hypergamous by nature. Like they want men that they view as better than them. They want men that they feel as is of a higher social status or educational status than they are. That keeps them interested in that man. But it's like once you give a woman that comfortability and, you know, where she can predict your every move, like, oh, he's just going to work at McDonald's for the rest of his life, like, and then she can just, you know how easy it is for her to meet a man who looks exactly like you or better than you, who's doing better than you, who might just find her insanely attractive, like, you have to constantly keep improving yourself as a man to keep your woman interested, and like I said, that's just my thought on the matter, I mean, personally, if you guys disagree with me, like I said, you can always shoot me an email or come to my Instagram at Tate Moth Podcast and DM me, I pretty much don't do anything else but sit around the house so i have plenty of time to answer all emails all messages it's nothing but free time uh i really hope you guys enjoy the podcast if you have any ideas for shows 
ideas that for like you know we're gonna be doing game shows on here uh this is actually my first recorded podcast on video too so i'm gonna post that on my instagram so you can get a little snippet of it the full video will be posted on my patreon that should be up by the end of the week if not uh, i mean it's not like anybody's listening right <laughs> so i really hope you guys have a wonderful week today is thursday at 3 11 so if you listen to it friday whatever tomorrow good weekend whatever love you guys appreciate the listen thank you please leave a like and a review this is tape mouth podcast i'm your boy alvatron and we out here